0: I believe that every one of us can create beautiful images, feel fulfilled and improve our wellbeing through photography. The Quiet Landscapes podcast explores the life and work of photographers, creatives and thought leaders through monthly conversations that will inspire you. My name is Margaret Soraya and I'm so glad that you are here. so today i have lizzie shepherd with me and we're going to chat about her landscape photography and possibly touch on her bookmaking and printing as well and now lizzie is a photographer from the north from north yorkshire and she specializes in landscape nature and travel photography so thank you for joining me first of all and um if you would like to maybe just tell us a little bit about your photography um career what it's made up of just at the moment just to give us a, an overview
1: yeah sure i mean i'm 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 a full-time uh, photographer uh obviously at the moment like everyone else it's it's been a bit different uh you know nor, normally my way you know not a huge amount but a reasonable amount running workshops in various locations uh, we did actually manage to get to Harris last year amazingly just fitted it in a window but other than that, the last year and a bit has been been wiped out in that respect. Um, but as you know, we've been busy doing these online bookmaking courses, which have been great, both for us, and it's just been lovely, the you know, responses we've had, how much it's given other people a lift, I think, as well, when we were all a bit down in the dumps. Um, so there's that. I, I sell prints, not as many as I'd like, but um, I've, I was lucky to have, uh, particularly last summer, some really some orders for some really big ones, which is we all love printing our work big, I think, so that was rather exciting. Um, I do a bit of writing, um, talks. Obviously, I've like like everyone else been doing my talks over Zoom. I don't do a massive number of talks, um, but you know, maybe about I don't know, it varies anywhere between sort of ten, fifteen a year, something like that. Um, working on a photo view book on the Yorkshire Dales, which is taking me a long time and proving quite difficult to to get everything together, but it's it's coming along. Um and uh Occasionally, I do a bit of commercial work, but that's very much just just an occasional thing these days.
0: Fantastic. I think, you know, when you said about the, the prints last year, I think um, I noticed that as well during the sort of height of of the first lockdown. I think maybe people were spending a bit more time on doing their houses up, <laughs> or maybe they were more sympathetic to, to, or appreciative of art, maybe, do you think? Yeah, I think maybe a bit
1: of both, um, you know, because obviously, you know, the arts world and and particularly sort of performing artists have been you know really sort of hit um during the pandemic so yes I think it's that and certainly from what I can gather a lot of people have been you know doing up their houses redecorating or whatever so I guess it's a mixture of things and also I think certainly in what like one of the cases somebody was meant to be on Harris for her 60th birthday and she couldn't be and her sister bought her uh one of my uh, pictures instead which was lovely
0: yeah, it was it was quite a nice time um during that period because I sold a lot of prints as well which was quite unusual for me so um I just wondered what you know why that was but um it seemed, we seem to have gone back to normal now <laughs> anyway <Yeah>. so. <laughs> so you print your own your, you're you're uh, a big fan of printing I I gather
1: Yeah, I I love I mean I always have well I say I always have for as long as I can remember pretty much I've printed uh and a, a very very long time ago I used to print in the dark room but only black and white then um, but uh, yeah, I I just I, I guess I just like to have that control over doing it, and I do think you know it's 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 really exciting seeing it come off the printer. So long as you haven't made some stupid mistake and sort of kind of put the paper in the wrong way around, which I I, I can't tend to do that with the, the printer I've got now. But with my old printer, if I was if I was rushing, I, once or twice I put the paper in upside down. That's really annoying it's a it's a challenge isn't it to your
0: patience printing I think is is the word
1: it is when something plays up every so often you know this, there'll be a, some funny little glitch and uh well the other day I had it with a massive panel I was doing and um I wasn't happy with the first one didn't think it was quite good enough so I did another and there was a speck right in the middle of it you know one of those specks that comes off and then the next one there was some bizarre software
0: error and only half of it printed off so a lot of paper wasted that's really. It's really nice to to hear about the printing. I used to work in the dark room as well, but again, it, it's like you just just black and white uh prints. So it's changed, hasn't it? It used to be quite a nice feeling, didn't it, to be in that that dark room actually developing the. It prints. did. Yes.
1: No. I used. I used to love it. Um. I. I haven't used film for, for ages. now, not. And, you know, in the more recent times, anyhow, I wasn't doing it myself, but. Um, it was it was good fun seeing it come off. But I do think you get a bit of that excitement if you print something for the first time, seeing it coming out of the printer.
0: Yeah. You have actually um encouraged me to start printing. I printed for um a good few years actually, um, but I stopped as I was moving house quite a lot, so um having a big printer and lugging <laughs> it about with me, it just didn't work and I didn't have a proper studio up. No. So I'd sold it and then I hadn't printed for I haven't printed for Oh, goodness, about seven years now. So because I've been doing the bookmaking course with you, um, I am I am getting my printer sorted and starting to print Brilliant. again. Yeah. Excellent. It's, uh, it's still ongoing, but <laughs> hopefully we'll have it done. Um, and I I think it'd be a really nice thing to do, actually, to, to print my own work. So um, I've got you to be grateful for that. <laughs> oh, we'll great. see when the prints actually come out of the printer. <laughs> yes, you may
1: start cursing
0: me. <laughs> And talking of that, that leads us a little bit onto the, the bookmaking. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about the, mm-hmm. your passion for bookmaking and how that's led you to, um, you know, encourage others and run, run your workshops?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, f- from my point of view, I, I, mean, I did one, with a course, with John Blakemore um, and Dan at the Photo Parlor uh, nearly six years ago now, which is quite a thought. And then, and I absolutely loved that, I thought, brilliant, I'm going to do lots of this. And you know what it's like, time gets gets, uh, in the way, and I had some really busy time, I was away a lot after that, and I just didn't make anything for a good three years or so. Uh, And then we had some people coming on our workshop in Harris that were quite interested in books. Um, Yeah, so after doing the course with uh, John Blakemore, I finally, three years later, got around to making another couple of books. Oh, I know, I did a course with Joe Wright as well, that's right, about three years later, Uh, just for Japanese stab binding. But I finally got around to making a couple of books uh, and really enjoyed it. And then another big gap, you know, time was a bit busy. And then Alex also did uh, some workshops making books. uh, And we talked about trying to incorporate it into some of our workshops. Uh, And then, you know, we hadn't really got further than that. And then lockdown uh, happened rather out of the blue and we couldn't do all the things we were going to do. And we suddenly thought maybe we could do this online Uh, so we kind of first of all all did it with a a trial group who said they were interested in doing it and that went really well so then we rolled that out and then people said oh we'd like to do x y and z as well so we've ended up doing a course two and now a course three as well Uh, and we've had so many you know people joining us from different different areas some from different countries uh, really you know super photographers it's just been wonderful to see everyone's creativity and to see the things they've uh, created it's just been been brilliant
0: really yeah it's it's um one of those benefits of um you know um of the of the pandemic i think is that you know if you've embraced that online space then you are actually reaching a lot of people that you wouldn't have reached otherwise um or who wouldn't have made it to your physical um workshop so it's really it's really nice that you've done this and um I did the course with you last month I think it was and yes. um, I loved it absolutely loved to just t- take it I, I don't do courses of, very often um, but it's one of those things I know I would never have got round to doing it by myself <laughs> never have made that time uh, if I hadn't sat there and you literally went through the, the process as, as we were going um, so that by the end of it I had something although I did spill some glue during the process <laughs> oh yeah
1: glue just gets everywhere
0: yeah and then um, and then I kind of like I was like, oh well, do you know what? We'll just we'll just continue making it. This is this is what happened for me. Um, I continued making it, and actually it was it wasn't perfect. By the end of it, there was there was mistakes. I was like, just just go, just keep going. And then I had a vision for it, which was um, to do my Hepatitis C's which I still want to do. But that particular book wasn't ever going to be suitable for it because it was never going to be good enough. Um, so I thought, well, I'll just put my some of my paintings in instead. And so I've got this lovely little book now of paintings that wouldn't have ever seen light of day. <laughs> so That's I'm absolutely brilliant. delighted. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Um, and I'd encourage anybody else to to get to to look Ale- Alex and Lizzie up um, for their bookmaking course because it's just a really nice um, time to to make something, and that is so um, good for you to take that time out. Um, anyway, so do you make your uh, own books for yourself then? Well, really, I mean,
1: the ones I've done, I've, I, did, I have made a couple as presents, but generally speaking at the moment, it's, it's been, you know, books to really to try things out and to illustrate, you know, ideas for the courses. Uh, and I've got all sorts of, I've got a whole load of Lightroom collections of books that I like to make, but I need to kind of, the thing that really takes, well, the bookmaking itself can take a bit of time, but obviously the getting your images how you want them, you know, in the right order and deciding what should go in, it takes forever. So it's just trying to find that time so I've got ideas and one day I'd love to try maybe making some limited edition runs Uh, you know I know the likes of uh, Marianthi and Michaela and people are doing them and Shona amazing things in that respect and I'd love to try doing something like that but uh, at the moment I just can't because I know if anyone did want to get one I probably wouldn't have time to make it so it will just have to wait.
0: That was my thought process. Well, it's something that I'd like to do, but I, I know it's going to take a long time to refine the process first. So there we are. Um. So to, to talk a little bit about your own um, photography, um, I've read a few things um, about you online and I read a couple of um, bits and pieces that said that, that are suggesting that you like photographing um, the hidden landscape and First of all, can you tell us a little bit like that, about that? And then I've got something else to, to go on to after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I I guess I I enjoy photographing some sort of more intimate landscapes and the, the bigger views. And I sometimes feel I struggle a bit with the bigger views to sort of to, to kind of get them to work or maybe to get excited about them photographically. I mean, I can get excited about seeing them, but sometimes struggle in that respect. And I also just enjoy, you know, like sort of little scruffy bits of woodland or sort of grassy meadows or whatever just things that are sort of perhaps not necessarily obviously photogenic so uh i do enjoy those sort of things and also just going for a wander somewhere i I don't know and just seeing seeing what happens seeing what's there you know you look on a map or you're driving past and you see something that looks interesting and you you go and have a look and you know often it is not always but uh
0: yeah. Is that um, when we're talking about intimate landscapes, I think there's a lot of people I, I've noticed. I noticed this when I am in workshops. There's a lot of people that that don't connect necessarily to that wide landscape. Um, and that's that's a good thing. It's a good thing to know, isn't it? And um, when you look at those sort of more intimate details, um, some people just respond um, easier to those. And that's just a different way of photographing, isn't it? So it, yes. it's knowing that. Yeah.
1: No, it is. I mean, I do. You know, I do do big views as well, and I mean, and obviously for things like this book, you know, I need to. So in a way, that's been quite good for me because I've had to kind of do do more of that again. Because I feel it's 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 not. You know, it's nice to be able to do it, but sometimes I I just feel you know it's it's not my sort of main strength, if you like. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. So I did pick up on something. Um, I think it was on on landscape. So when I'm when I'm looking at at people to. Um you know, bring on to this podcast. I often have a look at on landscape if I've had a an interview on there because um some of the questions on there are really interesting and yes. actually, yeah, it's really it's really nice to read actually that is um just a little side point there. I would um encourage that readers to go and have a look at on landscape magazine it's it's a wonderful um online magazine um, so and there are lots of really nice interviews for for of photographers so um, one, I think on one of them, you said that you um, stubbornly avoid honeypot locations, but you've also learned not to be dismissive, um, and that there's a good reason why they're popular, and there's always something new to be found. I think that's really lovely, and actually quite relevant to me today because I'm going to Sky this afternoon, and Sky, if anything, <laughs> is known <Yeah>. for its <laughs> overrun honeypot locations. And um, but you're but you're right, aren't you? Can you just can you tell me about that? Also, don't be dismissive.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean there are like there's a there's an for example there's an ash tree that's um, in limestone that's very popular near Malham, uh, and I would never have I would almost just avoided it just because I just needed everyone out there, which is a bit bit silly in a way. But anyhow, Oliver, who I was right who I was doing a few work day, one day workshops with at the time, he. He he photographed it, and he had people coming on our workshop that specifically wanted to go there. So we had to go there. So I always joke that he sort of dragged me there, kicking and screaming. But uh, and it, it is it's it's you know it's it's a great place. There's other places near there that I prefer, but uh, it is actually it's you know I've, I've taken people there myself since on my by myself because it is actually you know a fun spot to photograph, and it's sort of quintessential you know limestone scenery with the you know gorgeous tree and ash trees I suppose now as well become more and more important with the, the threat to them for all these diseases so uh you know that would be one example and uh you know just just all sorts of places really that I guess you like you say like sky I mean i to be fair I've spent a week on sky but about 30 years ago now and um but I've hardly been back since and then I managed to spend about half a day on the way up to Harris um one time and I so I deliberately made a bit of time not just to be brushing through to catch the ferry and it it was gorgeous now I didn't it was you know sort of early autumn I thought no, I won't go to anywhere too popular because it will be busy uh but it was just lovely I mean it is stunning there it was such an mm-hmm. amazing place so you know you'd be daft not not to go I think you just need to pick your times and where you go don't you
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I mean I know Sky very well. I'm I'm sort of it's not far from me, so I, I'm I'm over there all the time. Um and I have spent a lot of time in the honeypot locations <laughs> because I photographed a lot of weddings, so that's where we go. So uh, of course, yes. I, I I'm a little bit tired of them, um, but also very, very much aware and I haven't really photographed them. The, from a landscape perspective and so i was thinking that this morning i was like "Well, where do i go i'm not really sure i'm going i was thinking i quite fancy going up to the fairy pools because um it's beautiful it's stunning and as long as i go up at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> it'll be okay um, so yeah that's the debate that's going on my head i know i tend to go for the quieter locations as well for my, for my landscape work um but when i read that i was like yeah you, you are right we shouldn't this there's a reason they're popular isn't there it's just picking your time of day isn't it yeah I
1: think so yes uh i hoping you just you don't sort of end up there at the same time as a big group or something
0: <laughs> so in terms of location when you how long have you been running workshops for um
1: about ooh, um I think it must be about nine years or so now
0: okay and have you always run with with Alex in conjunction or
1: yeah pretty much um Yeah, we we, we actually kind of first sort of got together to chat about it about 10 years ago now, and um, we want, I'd been to this amazing area in Greece, uh, near the Vikos Gorge, and Alex's father had been there and had told him how amazing it was and it'd be brilliant for a workshop. And he we both submitted to the same travel library and he noticed that I had these pictures of it, so he said, Should we have a chat about it? And at that time I had no intention of doing workshops, I have to say. So I have him to to thank in fact really for it. Um anyhow we had a chat and we thought, very naively thought people will see this amazing landscape where other photographers don't go and they'll all be ch- desperate to sign up and of course nope <laughs> very much not so and I've since heard David Ward say that uh, about 15 years ago he tried to get people to come with him to Lafoten, and nobody was interested and I thought well if David Ward couldn't get people going somewhere with him then what chance <laughs> did we have uh, but you know we were very naive and we thought so you know eventually we kind of had to rethink things a bit and started doing a few things in the UK um, and then eventually uh, a couple of years ago, we managed to, to to take a group to Greece at last, and then um, the the last two we haven't been able to take anyone because of lockdown. So, uh, I know. Um, I know. so yes, yeah, so so all of the sort of resi- well, not all, most of the residential ones I've done with, done with Alex. Uh, one day ones because we're quite far apart, obviously. I, I tend to do by myself, but uh, I did, did a few with
0: Oliver. It's nice to find somebody that's in tune with you, isn't it? And then you yeah, can, you know. it's,
1: it's, I think it's such a valuable thing. And I have to say, you know, for things like lockdown, it's it's been great to have somebody to share, you know, the worries about what do we do with this and the other. I think if you're doing it all by yourself, it must have just been a lot more um, intimidating and a lot more sort of anxious making.
0: Yeah. And it's a, even just the consideration. It's like, well, what do we do with this one? What do you think we're going to do with this? Yeah. One? Um, yeah. I must admit that that would be um, I would appreciate that myself. <laughs> but it's it's nice to also to to work um, in the photography industry to be um, open and welcoming to other photographers, and just you know, be nice to each other a little bit. I think I think we should we should have a little bit more of that in in this um, in this world because we're all in we're all in it together, aren't we? We're all in the same. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing, no, so. I think
1: that's that's a very good point.
0: Yeah. Um, so um, I was asking about locations. So I was looking at the places that you go to. Do you? So you, do you personally? I know it doesn't really reflect. Maybe it doesn't reflect your personal. Um, um, photography but what what are you drawn to personally you're drawn to because you I know you go to overseas as well as the, the UK and there's there's a variety of locations like for me it's the coast it's always the coast it'll always be a coastal location what is it for you
1: I mean I I, I love the sea you know that's definitely but I'm not you know I'm, I could never just photograph the coast or just photograph woodland woodland is definitely probably one of my favorites I love the mountains too I mean I do actually enjoy a bit of I very rarely do it but a bit of urban photography although I wouldn't want to spend you know, ages doing that. I do. You know, I love being out there in the sort of slightly quieter places. Uh, I guess I, you know, typically, I'm from a photographic perspective. I tend to think more north than south. Um, I love all the, you know, the Nordic countries. I absolutely love the the, the landscape there. Um, but that said, you know, I've been to Namibia a few times, which is an amazing place to photograph. So, uh, and there's still plenty of places I'd like to go to. Um, we were meant to go to Canada last year um, and this year, but. I don't think it's going to happen this year either, but uh, it'll happen at some point. Um, but yeah, to, to British Columbia, and obviously there, again, lovely woodland, mountains, lovely coasts. So they've got kind of everything. I think somewhere high on my bucket list is probably Oregon if we're looking at overseas. Um, but in the UK, there's there's nowhere I like better really than Scotland to photograph. I've always, I mean, I love Yorkshire obviously because it's and it's close to me. But but uh, Scotland has always, I guess, been my kind of favorite in, in, in some respects I know to say Scotland is a bit of a generalization because there's so many different parts to it but typically I guess the highlands and the islands uh, and we used to live in Edinburgh so we used to get up there quite a lot.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing, Scotland. I have to say, although I am slightly biased, <laughs> <laughs> we actually we've passed a few times, haven't we? While well, you've been doing workshops on Harris, who passed? It yeah,
1: we, no, word. we we did definitely because I know because um, Ellie was um, with us and she she recognised your um your your, your 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 I remember actually I think I you know you waited for us or we waited for you I forget which and you know you raise a finger off the steering wheel I remember thinking I wonder if that could be Margaret. And it was. <laughs> I was. I was heavily wrapped up with sort of mask and woolly hat and whatever. So you probably wouldn't have recognised me.
0: Yeah, I think it was during the pandemic. So I were well, not during, not joining it, but, you know, we were open, yeah. weren't we, for that little window yeah. opportunity. Um, I decided to um, move all my workshops into this year instead. Um, but I think you got that chance to win one, which is really nice, isn't it?
1: Yeah, just that one. And it was great because we we know the Harris Hotel really well and they were really helpful. They put us in touch with um, the uh, local council, the person, I forget, the environmental officer or something, just to check that they were happy with our plans of how we were trying to run it. And that was really good because we were very conscious of, of, you know, not wanting to upset anyone. And, you know, we knew they really wanted us to come, but we just wanted to be sure that, you know, what we were doing was, was deemed OK. So it was brilliant to have that relationship with them and all that help. That was really reassuring.
0: Yeah, it's, well, hopefully this year will be, I'm hoping that by September, I'm starting to run again in September. Yeah. good so going to assume. But that's the yeah. best you can do is that we're back yeah. up and running no, by then. Oh, it doesn't bear thinking about not. <laughs> no, it doesn't, does it? It's not worth it, is it? <laughs> no. mm. Okay, so um, just just um, one more thing, actually. Um, you know, I was trying to get to the root of what it is What it is that motivates you. And I think you're, when I look at your work, it's very... Um, your palette's very gentle isn't it and it's kind of um refined and, and fairly quiet does that make sense to you
1: yeah so no, generally speaking I mean I do sometimes go quite quite bold, bold and brassy occasionally but uh, if, if the subject warrants it i mean i always i've always said I'm a bit of a chameleon and I tend to feel like I'm trying to reflect the play you know I know everyone says it's about you know what you feel not what you see but I don't really agree I mean obviously what you feel comes into it but what you see is, is you know that's it that's what's drawing you in isn't it it's and it's what you notice and it's trying to to get that across um so to me you know it it's about trying to be kind of faithful to to what I'm photographing you know that doesn't mean to say it has to be absolutely representational but I want to I want it to be real if that makes sense
0: yeah, but we can we can definitely see you know you can see a style, can't you? You can go, oh, that's that's definitely Lizzie Shepherd. Cool. <laughs> so that's a good thing. <laughs> good.
1: Well, no, I, I, it's always, I think it's always harder to see yourself than what other people see, isn't it? Yeah.
0: it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so the last thing that I wanted to pick up on, and this is quite interesting. This cane came from On Landscape. So thank you to Michaela who interviewed you. She's, she does a really good job, doesn't she? She does. Um, She's super. Bad. Yeah, I think um it, it was a it was a comment about um valuing feedback on she said that you were I think it was Michaela anyway, you value feedback on forms of exhibitions and sales, et cetera. But social media is often full of self congratulatory content. And she was asking, um the role of feedback beyond the feel-good factor has it led you to do anything differently? So I thought that was really quite interesting. Um, I think you'd said that you um, enjoyed the comments from print buyers, etc. Um, what do you think to that? Because I agree with the social media thing; it's it's not really a measure of how well you're doing. Or
1: no, not at all. I mean, yeah. To 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 me, it's it's the the, the feedback you get from people after, you know, whether it's when they bought prints or after courses or talks or whatever that that's really, uh, you know, that's kind of what, when I say what makes it all worthwhile, I mean, obviously it's, it's a wonderful privilege to be doing this anyway, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's just taking the bookmaking courses again. It's, oh, we've just had so many lovely comments from people who are really just not feeling at all creative because, you know, it, it, it hit us all hard, didn't it? Let's face it. And it's it's just been wonderful to have that sort of response. And, you know, we're talking really, really good skilled photographers and artists and, and whatever. So... Things like that, I think, just, just mean so much. It, you know, I can't really put into words how much it means, actually. It just, it really gives you a lift.
0: Yes, you abs- absolutely right. I totally understand. It's like, it makes your day when you know that you've done something that's inspired or helped somebody else. Is that And that's when you're teaching. I suppose that's through the teaching process. And for me, that that's how it is. That's what it is yeah, for abs-
1: me. Yeah, a- absolutely. But also, I suppose, with the prince, when somebody's just yeah. really, really happy, with them as well. That that's lovely. You know, you always hope that they will be. But it's I still, you know, I worry every time. Even though I've, I touch wood, don't think I've ever had anyone not be happy with them. But you always, you're always worried that this time Yeah, and I be... suppose
0: that sort of feedback's different um, from the kind of feedback maybe on social media that makes you feel like you're you're a, a good artist or your photography is good and gives you that kind of boost that we don't really we don't really need. But a lot of us still do in a kind of (laughs) strange sort of way
1: yes i know but it's funny though because like i'm just thinking you know the amount of times if i've posted a picture that resonates on sort of social media and people say oh that that would do really well in the gallery and 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 often though they they don't you know it's 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 very hard to know exactly what does to be honest i think we'd all be rich if, if we had an answer to that one but um you know there are things that people think will sell well but 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 they don't necessarily and then the ones that you necessarily don't think will do. It's
0: really weird. <laughs> yes, it is, yeah. isn't it? It's very strange. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thank you so much. I think that was a, a lovely chat. Um, I will we'll just end by asking you to tell um, everybody where they can find you.
1: Okay, yes. Well I've got a website which I've haven't I need to update a bit more regularly than I have. I've been terrible that way. It's a sort of pandemic thing, I think, which is lizzyshepherd.com. And then I'm on Facebook. Um, I've got a page, Lizzie Shepherd Photography. I'm on occasionally on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter very much at the moment. Uh, L Shepherd Photos. Same for Instagram. Um, and yeah, I think that's it.
0: <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today.
1: Not at all. A pleasure. Lovely to speak.
0: for listening today i'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in if you feel inspired in any way i'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show you can also share it on instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts i'm at margaret soraya and i look forward to seeing you on the next episode